Hey, welcome. This is Jeff Reinbold. Welcome to a special edition of the Jeff Reinbold Show, sponsored by 888 Sports, the official betting sponsor of the NFL in the UK and Ireland. We are here to take your questions and hear your voice on the Jeff Reinbold Show. So, Michael, let's go to the question. Jeff, first off, uh, big welcome in to everyone listening. Um, Manchester did on sale. Irish Jits coming soon for you, my friend. Glasgow is either on sale or coming soon as well. London will be announced closer to the London games. Um, it's a busy time. Big thanks to 88 for helping us get these events on the road. Uh, looking forward to it, Jeff. Looking forward to it, my man. You know, uh, you, just, you just hit me with like, greatness never sleeps, bro. Right? That mind of look, look yeah. at this. <laughs> I mean, that mind of yours is incredible because you know what? That's what we should this tour that we're taking throughout the UK and Ireland, mm. it, it, we should actually call it Jeff and Friends because we're going to bring some friends with us, whether we bring them live or whether we bring them by Zoom. And it's a chance for all of us, all of our friends, to get together and celebrate our love for football on those nights in Dublin, you know, in Glasgow, in Limerick. Belfast. Belfast, in Manchester, hopefully in London. Why not Cardiff? Let's go. L London will happen. Date TBC. Belfast, the 30th of January, for people listening to this podcast. Hasn't been announced yet, but Belfast is Tuesday, the 30th of February. Maybe there'll be a special guest. Maybe you should hit him up and ask him, Jeff. A anyway, right. And whoa, whoa, whoa. That's really close to New Year's Eve. I, I've never spent No, hold on. The 30th of January. January. Oh, okay. I thought you said. Basically, so I, I had the option of doing it pre-Championship Sunday. And I thought, well, Jeff would want it to be a Super Bowl preview, you know? It made more sense to have it like that. Now, don't get me wrong. Some events like Glasgow will be, a, you know, it's playoff time. London maybe before championship. But I think for me, folks, like if I'm helping organizing it, it, just, it makes sense for me to be closer to home before I go away. So, yeah, Belfast is that Tuesday. Dublin's that Friday. Tickets on sale soon. Do subscribe to us. I'm going to shut up because I've got mailbag questions for Jeff here. Jeff. Simon Thurston says, why does Jeff always type in capital letters? And I replied saying, I am 200% asking him this. <laughs> all right, Simon. Now, I'm not going to answer this, Simon, because we always say you have to tell us where you're from. Oh, no, I, 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 I'll tell you where he's from. He's from near Southampton in England. There you okay. go. Well, so near Southampton in England, Simon. All right. Here is the reason why. My mother gave me a lot of great qualities, right? But one of them, that one of the curses that she gave me was her eyesight. So my eyesight is not very good. And it's very difficult for me to read those little small, uh, little small letters on my phone as I type. So I type in capitals so that I can read. I know everybody tells me, why are you screaming? Listen, folks, I'm not screaming. And I'm not, I'm not angry. I, none of those. I'm just half blind. So cut me some slack, please, Si. As someone that wears contact lenses, I can fully integrate with this. I, I feel bad asking that question. Now, however, I, I enjoy the capital letters. I get that question all the time. You know what? I know this, but I've noticed, I think we started a trend because I'm starting to see other people typing in capital letters too. Mahalo. Uh, Liz from Manchester. How excited is Jeff to catch up with his favorite Manchester girl come December? Uh, yeah, 
Jeff, uh, just while this is on my mind here, we're definitely getting you a Manchester United jersey that day, and you're going to wear it. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You realize that that would be heresy, and I could never, I would never turn my back on my Leeds, Mighty Whites. I might wear a Leeds jersey. Like, he can't, you can't do that, Jesus. He can't, he can't be at that. Um, no, Lizzie's got a fair point, though. I mean, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a great day, and um, I guess you know you talked a wee bit there about different events. This one is in band and band on the wall. It's close to the city centre. It's a theatre, Jeff. So it's uh, I'm excited to see what your game plan for this. I'm I'm just gonna let this all. I'm gonna let you manage this whole thing. I'm gonna turn up, but uh, it it's a matinee, Jeff. So we'll we'll have you home in time for um, Cornish Street at Saturday. Well, I'm gonna. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and and uh, Liz and her husband Barat are very good NFL fans. They've been NFL fans for a long time. He normally holds a Christmas party in December for all their NFL fans uh, up in Manchester. I've been up there for it. It was a tremendous time. Uh, she is one of the really, really great fans that we have throughout the UK. She's very, very active in social media. Um, and, and actually has begun a little bit of a, got a little bit of a, a burgeoning, um, I would say, social media career relative to football. Uh, she's very close uh, with Hannah. She's very close with with Phoebe. She she was, runs with the movers and shakers in, in the female fandom and is a great lady, and I can't wait to uh, spend time with her and Brad when, when we're up in uh, Manchester for our show, you know she'll be up on stage and and peppering us with questions and and she's got some hot takes now. You, like a lot of women, she's not shy about her opinions and and she's going to tell you what she feels. I love it, love it, love it. Uh, shout out to Tom from Dublin who's saying add on Dublin after Manchester. Yes, Tom, you're watching this. You know what's happening. Uh, anyway, right, UK Colts fans from the UK, Colts fans, Jeff. Now. This is going out in Thursday, so we are pre-recording this. Try and try and stay off too much Jonathan Taylor talk here and get something done. I'm sure it'll be fine, but uh, season expectations, Jeff, for the Colts. How does Jeff see Richardson progressing this year? Well, oh, no, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Ah, you caught me in this. There's a viral, mini viral, because I, I I was chatting to my man, George Agator, about this last week, and he hadn't seen the video where you're like, not, you're not down on Anthony Richardson, but you're like, what? That went viral around the draft. It was actually quite good content. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, and I do, and I stand by what I say. I think the kid has a tremendous arm. Right now, I just watched some footage the other day in training camp where he throws one right to the defense. And you know, Colts fans, all I'm going to say to you is, you're going to have to live with that some of those growing pains. Right, this is a big time athlete a big-time athlete who has started 13 games in his career past high school. Right? That's not a lot of – but he's that's he's not the only guy, and that's not his fault, right? But the reality of it is for him to make the jump to be an NFL quarterback, well, they're all going to struggle. Every single one of them is going to have a certain amount of struggle. Malik Willis, they were ready to get rid of him in Tennessee his, his rookie year, right? And he was a second or third round pick. Richardson has every physical measurable that you need to succeed in the National Football League. What he doesn't have right now is the decision making, is the 
poise is the, and I say poise, I'm talking about poise in the pocket, not poise, you know, as a person, because he, he does project extremely well. He, there are a lot of things you really like about the kid. And those things can only be learned where? On the game field, on the practice field, in reps, live reps. And the reality of it is that a guy who's a 58% completion or whatever he was, quarterback, that's not a, you're not doomed to that because Josh Allen was the same thing coming out. It's just a growing period for him. The difference between what Josh Allen did and what I think Richardson's got to be able to do is you look at that football team that Josh Allen had around him early and it's better and it improved over that time as he was learning to become a quarterback in the NFL and he got great coaching from Brian Dable. I think he, I think Richardson's going to get great coaching in Indianapolis. But again, fans, just be patient with the kid. Don't temper the expectation. Just because he can throw the ball through the roof, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't make him a quarterback yet, right? But I do believe he has a chance to get there, right? But the caveat being the the NFL is littered, littered with guys that had great arm talent but got thrown into the mix too soon and it and it hindered their development, right? I just watched one in, on a preseason game this weekend, Jameis Winston, right? Jameis Winston, talent coming out of Florida State? Come on. I mean, but too, too much. Too much, too early, wasn't ready to handle it, started to throw interceptions, the criticism comes, all of it. So my thing with Ant with Richardson is I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying that I would not put him in there and, and just make him sink or swim, right? He's got 13 games of starting experience past high school, all right? And that's that to me is is scary. I love the kid. I love his arm. I love his talent. I don't love the fact that I think he's getting pushed to the front of the room too fast. I I get what you're saying. I completely. I I really enjoyed hearing George's obviously his take on it as a Colts fan. Like I have to say, if people listen, like, go go back to our podcast called "Let's Talk About the Colts" and listen to George. Just chat about that team because I feel like, I feel like the Colts are just not being talked enough this year outside of Richardson, and it it's a really intriguing team going into the season. So definitely check it out, folks. Uh, but two more questions before we bounce, chat. I know you've a lot of work to do because you're not bored behind you. Connor from Hull. Hi, Connor. Thank you very much for the question. Was Peyton wrong to call out Hackett? Now we've got more sort of. Like since the first episode of Hard Knocks, which premiered last Tuesday, second episode is out by now. It's actually on Sky Sports tonight at nine o'clock. Game passed not soon after, and um, so we sort of seen a bit more behind the scenes of Hackett, didn't we? Um, I'm obviously biased. I'm, I'm a Broncos fan. We, we've had this conversation a few times now. I still believe that Peyton was completely wrong to do so, and I feel the screams of concern. And I think he was wrong to call him out. I think Jets handled it very well. I think Salah, especially Jeff, handled it excellently in this presser. Move on, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, 
how how other what other way should Robert Sala have handled it, right? I mean, he did exactly what he should have. Okay, you you want to try and make it a story? We're not making it a story. We're moving on. We'll see him. You know, he said the fourth week of the season, but it's actually the fifth week of the season, right? And do you think there won't be extra motivation? Sure, there will be. But he's not going to make it a story right now. Really smart by a young head coach. What Peyton did, in my opinion, was completely, completely well thought out and well rehearsed. He said those things. He he can he can back away from it all he wants. He said those things for for a reason, right? He was setting he was setting a narrative that he wanted the media to bite. He's a very smart guy. He's media savvy. He said, well, I had my Fox hat on instead of my Broncos hat on. Come on, Sean, stop it, right? The reality of it is he's trying to take the pressure off his quarterback, right? He's trying to say, okay, all of that stuff that last year, that that wasn't Russell, right? Here's the collateral damage that I feel has happened through this and it has nothing to do with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and Hackett and all that stuff it has everything to do with all the other people in that building who were part of that that last year yeah so he's really set his part his quote team apart from anybody else in that building that was part of the draft that was part of the Russell Wilson contract that was part of building of that team. I mean, there's a lot of people in that building that he went, that he slandered with those comments. Not, not Hackett. I'm concerned about the people in that building if I'm a Broncos fan. Now, his personality is so strong that he doesn't care. Now, who does that sound like? Bill Parcells, right? Well, who did, who did Sean Payton learn his football from? Bill Parcells, right? Yeah, I mean, Parcells was famous for these kinds of things. So I think it was very well thought out, very contrived, had it, it got the message that he wanted out there, the narrative that he wanted out there. And I don't think he worries one single bit about hurting Hackett's feelings or violating the code of conduct that coaches are supposed to have, right? Yeah. He does final question. He, he, as a matter of fact, because I know Sean a little bit, I think Sean kind of likes wearing the black hat. I think he kind of likes being that guy, right? Let's get with the podcast. All right. Let's do it. Yeah? Let's do it. Are, are you going to approach him or am I going to approach him? Because oh. I can tell you right now, I have asked, not for Peyton, but different Peyton. Um, yeah, do it. Like, let's get him on. Like, we can literally ask him everything except that. I'm sure we'll definitely have a bit of fun there. Um, last question from a guy in London, MMQB UK. Thank you, man, for your question. I can't give you a good answer for this because I feel like it's so tight. Do you believe any team in the AFC playoffs last year has got worse in this off season? Now that goes on last year where you had like the Chargers coming into it, Jaguars were there. I feel Jeff like the AFC is just so stacked and this has got better. It's hard to really pick a team, isn't it? Well, the only one that I would say I would wonder about in that regard is the Bills, right? 
how much I would, and I wouldn't say it that have they gotten worse. I'd say, have they improved like the Jets have improved? Have they improved like I think the Dolphins have improved, right? So, and, and the Patriots didn't make the playoffs, so we can't count them. I think with the Bills, you know, you look at it and you say, what was the big off-season move that they made to to put themselves over the hump, right? Because here's the thing, and it's really interesting, with Cincinnati, with Kansas City, with Miami, you know, with all the teams in the AFC that are so strong, on paper anyway, strong, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I mean, it's there's there's a whole bunch of them. You can go as far as San Diego, right? Or, excuse me, Los Angeles Chargers. But the window is so small, right? And, you know, well, you're going to get Vaughn Miller back. That should be a plus, right? But, again, you bring back a guy like Jordan Poyer, who's a 30-some-year-old safety, right? How much tread does he have left on his tires? I think that the window is already starting to narrow and close for the Bills, where you look at the other teams, My Miami's window is wide open as long as Tua stays healthy. The Jets' window is wide open as long as Rodgers stays healthy. Well, the Bills' window is still open, but not nearly as wide, I don't think, as those other teams. Bills fans, UK Ireland, you know what to do. Comment below. <laughs> Jeff, we'll, uh, again, uh, as we said, we'll, we'll we'll try and do this at least once a week until the season starts, and we'll keep doing it during the season. We'll do a mailbag, do a me- do a, probably do a member's mailbag during the season. Um big few weeks ahead they got the college game next weekend over here and we're looking ahead to the season they've got the London games coming up in a, in a month or change and um, wish you the very very best this weekend who you guys got on Thursday or Friday East we play Thursday night against the Edmonton Elks it is on CBS College Sports you can get it on CFL Plus and you know you can stream it and uh, again it's a big game for us, right? We have got to stay in the playoff hunt in the Eastern Division, and a win this weekend would put us right back in the mix. Um, right now, we're tied for for third, and and we're in the playoff spot. But you know, again, you're trying to every week. You're just trying to get two points, and that's two points closer to playoffs. I love it, Jeff. Say goodbye to us, and uh, we will chat to you all soon. Jeff's links to his events are in the comments, folks. Please do support the show. We really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Jeff Mahalo. Yep. Again, thank you very much again for listening. Thank you very much for being a part of the tribe and for being with us every week. And to 888 Sports, the official betting sponsor of the NFL in the UK and Ireland, our official sponsor, we say Mahalo and Aloha.